Blog Talk Radio. It's just that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpiece. Silent, violent, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Call the police and the firemen. I'm too hot. Make a dragon roll. Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. And the Jester here to funk you up, funk you down, funk you a little to the side. Funk you like you've never been funked before on a sports podcast. Don't believe me, just watch. That's right. Folks, I mean, really, and if you don't believe me, you can go funk yourself by yourself, okay? Uh, I don't need to funk with you. I can funk with the listeners that we do have. How you doing, gang? Yes, that's right. It's that kind of day. It's that kind of mood. It's uh, looking like it's going to rain here. Normally, it's so nice. Not tonight. looks like we've got some storms coming to you. While we're coming to you from Leesburg, Florida, how is everybody tonight? I am the Fantasy Jester. Jester's bingo. (laughs) Jester's bingo. Uh, I love the names. Fantasy Jester's fantasy bingo. What in the name of Jester is that? I'll get to that in a minute. That's right. Without a question, Jester pulls off another one, and we'll show you why this is not your regular sports talk. No kidding. That is why I am a jester. And listen, listen once. If you're new, welcome aboard. Listen once. I guarantee you will listen again. It is akin to those of you who listen to Howard Stern. You know, you listen because you love him. Or you listen because you hate them, and, but you just got to see what the hell goes on here next. For a, uh, for a podcast, we've got some crazy happenings at times, some crazier guests, and uh, of course, my sidekick, the one and only Jason Townsend. I am the only one that has JT as a sidekick, and uh, <laughs> to everybody else, he's with me. Anyway, folks, um, we bring you probably, and and this is not just me saying this so that, you know, again, you'll be able to listen for yourselves, uh, listen to some of the shows on iTunes and all. We bring you the fantasy sports one-two punch that really uh, no other can match. Really, JT and I, and I have no problem. I, I know JT might be a little bit more humble about saying this, but... I, I'd be more than glad to put uh, Mr. Townsend and my record together and put them against any other fantasy 
podcast out there, any other fantasy show, actually, because a bunch of the big names, they play maybe one or two sports. JT and I play all four sports, and we play all four sports rather well. Uh, And I frequently call him my walking encyclopedia of sports. If there's something that I'm not sure about, uh, there's one person that I'm going to call and uh, vice versa. Uh, We, we bounce stuff off each other for a reason. And um, tonight, tonight, besides the bingo and we'll get to bingo, we're going to talk a little major league baseball Uh, Again, those of you who are new, we get to all the sports, hour and a half, Major League Baseball tonight. What does Tyson Ross do for the Texas rotation? I want to ask JT. He's there in Texas, and now Tyson Ross started last night back off the disabled list. And to me, I feel it makes a a big difference, but I want to hear what he has to say. You know, uh, a good friend of the show, Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, and he'll be coming on the show soon. We're talking to JT about that as well. Um, I can't wait to find out what he has to say about the twins. Uh, Chris Jimenez saying it's time to punch them in the mouth, Uh, meaning the Cleveland Indians and uh, Minnesota doing a little bit of talking there and, uh, is that good or bad? I mean, is that good or bad for uh, Minnesota? Is that is that good or bad for his teammates? And uh, want to get JT's perspective on that and uh, talk about that. And then again, can't wait to get Jim's. You know, going to talk a little bit about Harper in my rant. Going to talk a little bit about the four hundred million for playing baseball and. Uh, Want to give congrats to Golden State? Will they repeat now? What's the, what's going to happen? What is on the NBA landscape? Because now everybody's you know knows what they have to do. You know what you have to do if you're a player. Forget management <laughs> because management is useless at this point because it's all friends going to get together. So you know what do you have to do? What are some of the things? And it's funny because. Did LeBron James really say he's not the reason for the super teams? Really? Uh, That's funny. NHL, congrats to JT's Pittsburgh. We got to hear that crap. I mean, uh, we're going to celebrate with them later. And uh, Dynasty? Two in a row. You know, I remember growing up seeing teams that would win four years straight. So... Maybe are we seeing that? Maybe is this possible for Pittsburgh? Want to talk to JT about that. Golden Knights expansion draft. Today at 5 o'clock, all the teams, the NHL teams, had to have their list of players that they were going to leave unprotected for a team that is going to be coddled into the NHL. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about why I say coddled. But that draft is uh, June 21st. They're going to reveal their list and I have my own players that I truly feel will be or at least should be on this list and on this team it'll be interesting to see what the final results are of what and who uh, is actually taken uh, this Tuesday June 21st NFL Odell 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 that's all I can say I'm going to talk about that later. 
And for you fantasy football players, uh, you know, I've got to ask JT, you know, there's one thing, believe it or not, in all the years that I've known JT, I've never asked him about mock drafts, mock drafts. You know, does he do mock drafts? Hmm. I have no clue. We're going to talk to him about that and how he feels about it and if you should and whether or not I do. I've never told him whether or not I do. Uh, I don't think I have. Maybe I haven't. I haven't. I don't know. But I will talk to you. I see. I know I haven't talked to you all about that, so I will tonight. Wrestling. We're going to do a little wrestling, too. Uh, FXE, our own brand, FXE. We'll talk about that and uh, some news coming up on that. And uh, WWE has uh, money in the bank, and that should be interesting. But uh, no, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We are going to play a little bingo, a little jester bingo. And if I went with the number, let's see, if we went with number 19 is I, 19 would be the number of countries we are heard with throughout the world. We are internationally known. For those of you who know what's going on around here, it's real simple, folks. We're going to bring JT in soon, and we're going to give you a show. And this is for you new folks. Uh, listen, the numbers are showing that all of a sudden, the, the over the past several months, we're getting listeners out the wing-wang. And I appreciate it. I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Um, But right now, we're in 19 countries. So do me a favor. Please keep sharing it with your friends. And share it with your friends on Facebook. I'm really trying to kick up that international number. It's nice to have the USA numbers. Don't get me wrong. But being able to say internationally known, internationally listened to, 19 countries, I'd like to build that up a little bit further. So with your help, there's my eye. Let's go with another number. You know, why don't we just go in order of bingo? How about number one? We're going to tell you tonight the number one team in the NHL is now Pittsburgh, and in the NBA, NBA is Golden State, and we're going to talk about their future and what it takes. This is the bingo of the show. And 44. I'm ready. I'm get, oh, man, I'm getting ready to call bingo. I got a bunch of old ladies going to be on my ass about things. 44, that's the number Tyson Ross wears. We mentioned we're going to talk about him. What is his fantasy appeal? Does he have any? And what does he mean to the Texas Rangers staff? 53, G53. Oh, my God, I need one more number. I'm waiting. 53, the number of times I will shake my head at what JT will have to say tonight. Oh, 69. Well, isn't that a shock that that's the number? 69. Yeah, because, you know, tonight we're going to talk about WWE, and we're going to give them the big F-U for their money in the bank, men's and women's. Listen, we're we're going to talk about money in the bank and what we have to say about that. Uh, Listen, should be interesting because literally anything can happen. But what about the rest of the show? And what does it mean with the ladies? We were disappointed with the ladies' steel cage. 
is JT looking forward to the ladies' uh, money in the bank and the twists that supposedly it could take and probably will and all that. So we'll get to him on that. My rant is simple and quick. $400 million, that's what they're talking about. $400 million for Harper. He's going to go play baseball. He's going to play. That's his job. He's going to go play for $400 million. Folks, if you have a child, if any of you listening right now have a kid growing up and they're in school, go tell your kid, forget history, forget English, forget, forget doing well in any of those classes because they're bullshit. Go excel at recess because if you can kick ass at recess and gym, you can get $400 million contract. That's absurd. There's my rant. Uh, and I can't believe the rest of the world isn't ranting with me. I don't know. I know one thing. I got to get out of this and let's get JT in here. Let's get the show started and on the road. Jason Townsend, Fez437. Man, how are you tonight? Jester, it's 103 degrees here in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. It's hot. Uh, but let me tell you, I could not be happier with the happenings in the last week. LeBron James down in flames. Penguins in six, just like I said it would be before the series began. And, yes, you know if you listened to this time last year, the countdown has began. That's officially one more week closer to the NFL season I'm ready to roll. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, I, I finally, uh, as you know, and a uh, bunch of the friends that do listen from the leagues, though, I finally joined in and mm-hmm. are ready to engage in some football. Now, for those of you yep. out there that don't know, uh, I have a very strict, JT knows for years now, very strict rule. I do not think about football. I do not talk about football. I don't join leagues. I don't do anything until the season, the NHL and the NBA season are mm-hmm. wrapped up. Once they're done, yeah, then, that, then I can pay attention. <laughs> and it drives people yeah, like Sam Cum nuts. Well, it's a short drive, though, it really is. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, let's go. So, but, uh, uh, interesting let me ask you. lineup tonight. I'm sorry? I was going to say, interesting uh, topics for the lineup tonight. I, I like what we got coming here. A little bit, of, you know, listen, we try and keep a little bit of everything going for everybody, and then it always turns into who knows where we're going to bring that conversation to because we'll throw mm-hmm. in an extra tidbit or two for for the listener. And, again, that is, I think, JT, personally – I think that is what people like is the idea that all of a sudden we might have a laugh or a crazy guest come on or, you know, just anything funny. But also, as we're talking about the topics, it's the extra little tidbits that we'll throw in for you fantasy players out there, little nuggets. And I think that's that's really the appeal is that, you know, it is. It's only an hour and a half, but in that hour and a half, I think we put almost four hours of information uh, once we do get rolling. And why don't we get rolling? Let's kick it off. Let's go MLB right off the bat. 
And uh, I had mentioned last night, Tyson Ross uh, made his debut into the Texas rotation. We've talked about that. Their, their pitching is right now their weakness and, and uh, both mm-hmm. front and back end. How does this help? Does it, does this help? Uh, is it now that if he does well, maybe they can just concentrate on the back end? Oh, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I look last night, you know, was it 5.2 innings, 5K, three walks, I think a couple runs. The, the, the part that bothered me about his start last night was his 5Ks were in the first couple innings. Um, it, it looked like the, as the batters kind of adjusted to him, he really didn't have much in the way of swing and miss stuff. I understand the guy's just coming off the DL. But we're talking about a pitcher who, A, made his debut 2011 with the Oakland A's, in a very large, spacious ballpark, who then went to the National League, played for the San Diego Padres in a very Mm -hmm. large and spacious ballpark, Mm -hmm. who's now coming back to the junior circuit in the American League and playing in a very small ballpark that's known that as the weather heats up, the ball flies out of that stadium. I'm not a, I'm not a feeling feeling as much as you are. You're talking about a guy that's got a career 33 and 53 record, 38 mm-hmm, percent mm-hmm. winning percentage. Um, yeah, you know, this guy's never had a season in which he won more games than he's lost. I think the guy's better suited to be a long reliever. I think, as indicated last night, he's got a couple innings of really good stuff, and as right. the batters get a chance to see him, they adjust. So I think he's better suited as a long, uh, long reliever. And still, they go out and find a starter. You don't think that maybe some of his record is a product of uh, some of the offense that he's had? I mean, when he was with San Diego, it wasn't like they had any offense whatsoever there. Um, no, I, I, so... understand that. I understand that, but we're talking about a guy that's got a three point six three ERA for his career as well, which isn't bad. But still, yeah. you know, 3.6 is, is uh, you know, it's not bad. Um, I'm just, you know, the guy has a history of shoulder issues as well. He had him mm-hmm. in Oakland. He had him in San mm-hmm. Diego. And he's obviously just coming off of the one now with Texas. I think this guy is just better suited to be that sixth, seventh, eighth inning guy that can come in kind of with a role that Chris Zavinsky plays uh, in Houston. You know, a, a fireman reliever from the old 70s, to borrow a term. You know, come out there and throw two innings. Um, right. Or when your pitcher gets shelled in the third inning and he gets lifted, you bring this guy in for, you know, three, four innings just to kind of get you to, you know, bridge you to the bullpen. Um, but I'll tell you right now, with what I'm seeing with the Rangers, they'll take anything they can get. But there is good news on the horizon, Ranger fans. Cole Hamels uh, slated to make mm-hmm. his first rehab start. Uh, so he's not that far away. You know, you could see somebody like Cole Hamels, who's now rested, who notoriously kind of tails towards the end of the season because I think he's worn down. This guy's had two months off, basically. So we're looking at a fresh Cole Hamels, I think, could really put some pop into that rotation. Okay, so you, if you get a little help there with uh, Hamels in the rotation, and, and maybe, all right, let's – move Ross to long reliever, you still looking at possibly picking up another arm for the back end, or you think that they're going to come around? I think they're going to come around. Darvish has had some hard luck. Uh, Martin Perez is such an enigma. I've been to see him in person several times, and he either 
this guy's black or white. There is no gray. Either he's got it that day or he doesn't. I mean, when he's on, he's as good as any pitcher in baseball, in my opinion, when you look at his stuff. So if you can get some confidence behind that guy, move him a little bit lower in the rotation, maybe a fourth starter where he belongs, not up in that number two slot because Cole Hamels is out along with some other injuries. I think they'll be just fine. And I think they found something in that bullpen. Um, LeClerc is is awful exciting to watch when you still see this kid come out and pitch. So, you know, they've got some they've got some talent there, Dario Alexander, Alex Claudio. They've got some nice pieces. I think they just need a guy like Ross, Cole Hamels, and a few others to plug in. And don't forget, they cleaned they cleaned that farm system out last year when they went out and got Cole Hamels and Jonathan Lucroy. So there's really no help on the horizon that way. Um, there's, yeah, there's absolutely no help there, but now let me ask you, let's go, let's go over to a team that we're uh, a little bit more familiar with through uh, a guest of ours. And let's switch over Mm -hmm. to Cleveland for a minute. You know, the Minnesota twins, Chris Jimenez just said, it's time to punch them in the mouth. (laughs) Now, I look at Minnesota as a team that was pretty, I mean, first of all, it's pretty fortunate to be where they are. Nobody expected them to be where they are. They have a losing record at home. They're a minus 37 in, in run differential. And here he is talking crap. Smart or no? I love it. You know, to me, to me, what, what I see when I look at Minnesota and I look at what, he, what um, Jimenez is saying is I remember the old Hanna-Barbera Scooby-Doo. He reminds me of the, the twins are scrappy-doo, man. They're the little dog on the block that needs to have the big bark to get to catch people's attention. You know, maybe this is smart. Maybe this is his way of putting his team on notice and saying, hey, I, you know, I put up. I'm not going to shut up. Let's, you know, you guys better come with me. You know, you got a kid like Barrios that's come up this year, made that adjustment that we talked about a few weeks ago with the baseball, uh, with the stitches and getting used to the major league ball. Uh, aside exactly. from one start, has been dominant. You got a guy like Urban Santana who came out of the gates unbelievably hot, has cooled a little bit, but still pitching well. And you've got some, you know, some pieces on offense like Miguel Sano. Uh, I don't understand what happened to the former number one prospect in all of baseball and Byron Buxton. That guy's an enigma to me. Uh, absolutely terrible bat, but plays great defense, runs the base as well. They've got some nice pieces, and I think this is his way of getting his team noticed. You pick on the bully, and that's what they're doing. I I think you wake the giant doing that when you, when you're the weaker when you're still the weaker team I can understand talking trash if you've got the team to do it but when you've got a team that's there and and they really shouldn't be you've got a losing home record you you are minus thirty seven in runs mm-hmm. uh, you know when you when you're not there yet I think you wake the giant. And so far, uh, since that time, uh, Minnesota lost and Cleveland has won. So, I don't know. Uh, Again, maybe not the smartest of things until you're ready. That team's not ready. They don't have have a pitching staff. Here's where where it works. 
Jester. Here's where it works. What are we doing right now? We're talking about the Minnesota Twins. What were we ever have we ever been talking about the Minnesota Twins? No, we haven't. Now we're talking about the Minnesota Twins, whether it's good press, bad press, but we are talking about the Minnesota Twins. And I think that's exactly what this guy wanted. He wanted people to start talking about this team. Maybe a few people sit back like you did and go back and look and see, look into the team a little bit, see what's going on. I like it. The Twins need to get back on the map. They haven't been there since Kirby Puckett was, you know, God rest his soul, in the league. Yeah. Kent Herbick, Jack Morris, Dan Gladden. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen the Twins be relevant. Uh, and I like the fact that we're talking about them now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it throws a new team in the mix, I guess. But I, I, I guess that's what, about the only thing it might be good for in my eyes. Uh, you know, talking about silliness, and I mentioned it in my rant, and uh, I've got to talk to you about it. And, uh, is it worth uh, it, $400 million <laughs> No human being is playing playing sports is worth a hundred million, worth ten million, let alone, you know, four hundred million. We saw what happened with the three hundred million dollar contract. Has any has anyone seen John Carlos Is there an APB out on this guy? Because one of those guys that seemingly got their money and just vanished. Uh, I know he's yeah. 16, 17 homers, you know, but again, we're not really talking about this guy. Bryce Harper is a diva. He's a loud mouth. You either love him or you hate him. The guy's a lightning rod. Me personally, I can't stand him. I think he's a punk. Um, as far as sports terms, now we're going to talk as far as sports terms. Is the guy worth $400 million? Hell no. The guy had one year in which he bat over 300. He's a career 283, 282 hitter. That's average. You're going to pay an average baseball player, or I'll even say because of today's number, moderate, slightly above average, $400 million. I think it's absolutely ludicrous. Um, I think the number, even, okay, let's say he's putting up a 300 average, okay, and he's getting 30 homers a year and 100 RBIs. Still not worth it. No. Still not worth it because you're going – I'm sorry, even if you're the best performer, uh, unless you're doing something that's never, ever been seen on planet Earth before, first of all, should you be garnering a paycheck that nobody has seen for that sport? See, that that, right. that should be how it's done. Otherwise, yeah. You, yeah. you get to these kind of numbers, and your local fan who struggles – who can hardly afford to go to the games, okay, looks at this, and, and eventually they're going to get completely turned off by the idea because literally the man is succeeding at recess. Yeah. He is yeah. playing. And TV revenue. TV revenue is what's ruining the games. Well, let's, let's give it back to the area then. I mean, I understand that the players can make – listen – don't tell me that he couldn't live on one quarter of that. Imagine what $300 million would do to the Washington school system. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, and let me ask you this. You know, to piggyback, you're talking about the stats, 330 and 100 if he did that. 
Well, how many uh, World Series appearances has Bryce Harper led the Nationals to? Hold on. We just got the 911 call. The Washington area school so- superintendent just had a heart attack, and they're sending 911. <laughs> An ambulance has been called. The thought of $300 million coming into a school system. No, sorry. Uh, that money has to go to one baseball player. Forget the kids. Right. Yep, going to Bryce. Uh, but personally, the guy's never even led him to a World Series uh, appearance. Uh, it's funny how they just dole money out these days. You know, and you're talking about money, not wanting to leave baseball, but just to kind of piggyback that. You know, the Golden State Warriors are talking about paying Steph Curry $205 million over, what, five or six years um, at this point. Uh, how's Golden State going to be able to afford to sign and now there's a salary cap in basketball. Yeah. You know, yeah, just to me, it just comes to a point where this, I guess the point I'm making is if I'm Bryce Harper, I don't know that I want that contract because I'm basically going to be stuck where Mike Trout is. And Mike Trout didn't get a huge contract like that. Albert Pujols got that contract, which has cash strapped yeah. the Angels where they can't yeah. be competitive. They can't go out and find people. The Nationals, I read something that if he gets a $400 million contract, Something like 18% of the fans that go, you know, they do the whole household income thing, 18% of the fans will not be able to afford to go to more than one Nationals game. Uh, It's like a family of four, you know, because of the way that they'll have to increase uh, ticket sales and prices. So, to me, it ruins it for the fans, like you said. But then how are they going to sign these people? How are they going to stay competitive? It's the amount that they're getting. I mean, you could be. It's it's just ridiculous in every direction, JT. Because let's say again, if you want to receive never seen before numbers in your paycheck, you better be putting up never seen before numbers on the field. How about that? You know, I love when. How about accomplish something? It's funny. I love that comment you made when you made it. One player did pop into my mind. When you said that, Michael Jordan popped into my mind. (laughs) We saw a guy that did stuff that had never been seen before, did stuff that no one was doing. Um, You know, I mean, that's the kind of player. There you go. Another one. You know, you leave it for you to go hockey. Um, You know, but I agree completely. Those are the kind of guys you better be when you're talking about that kind of money. And last time I checked, Bryce couldn't carry their jock strap. Well, it's it just in general, in sports in general, uh, you know, you, you alluded to basketball earlier. Uh, and I read this week that Tristan Thompson for Cleveland Cavaliers, the center, mm-hmm. is going. Now, this guy did not make one three-point shot all year. So you don't look for a three-point game out of him. His Hmm. average shot, his average shot came three feet from the basket. His average shot was three feet from the basket. So in other words, he's just tall. He's just, that's it. He has no other ability other than to stand under the basket and that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 12 and 8, 12 and 9 kind of guy. Yep. One 
hundred million this guy's going to make. <laughs> he doesn't even have. A, not even he's not even talented in his own sport. He doesn't height, have the right? keys to success. Pardon me. I, uh, you can't teach height, I guess, huh? A hundred million. Wow. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It is. It's absolutely ludicrous to think that that guy's going to make that kind of money. You get a guy that on a good year will put up 12 points, nine rebounds for averages. Um, you know, a, a, a middling center, he's not a great defender. He doesn't protect the rim. He's a good rebounder. He's a solid offensive rebounder. But to think that the guy's going to make $100 million for a guy that spends most of his time with his ass glued to the pine is, uh, well, I'm in the wrong line of work. Well, okay, for what Tristan Thompson does, for what he literally does on a basketball court, I could get my fat ass out there and do the same thing. I could plant myself underneath the basket and be immovable. I am still big. I don't care. I might lack in the height, but I make it up in girth. Okay? Right. So, I mean, literally for what he does, I can stand three feet under the basket, and I bet you I can hit a couple of baskets myself before the night is over. Stop. A hundred million. Oh, my God. I want to kill myself. Really? <laughs> really? Really? No, I, I this is... I don't even want to read it anymore. Get it away from me. Hey, you know, you know, we gotta. I, I can't wait till we get on that super team topic since we're talking basketball here. Maybe we can go into that because, uh, you know, I, I, I can't believe we may disagree on this. And I'd like to hear your take first, and then and then and then allow me to to kind yeah, of what's up? after that. Well, what, what's uh, your take on, on it? You I just got a, I, I just got a notice saying that. Uh, Torres, Gleber Torres for the Yankees, uh, arm injury, play at the plate for Triple A. Mm. For those of you wondering, absolutely, you know that kid's got an absolutely insanely bright future ahead. It's funny. Speaking of, you know, a guy you mentioned on last week's show, I see you put the whammy on Mister Weaver. Um, You know. (laughs) Literally, literally, uh, Mr. Weaver is on hold, and uh, I have no idea what's going on with him. I'm holding on to him, and I don't know why, but we'll see what happens. And, uh, no, actually, that is, folks, what happened was, is, okay, we were talking about Luke Weaver, and JT came up with this completely jealous, uh, insane thing about, oh, yeah, well, all because, all because his numbers are great in the minor leagues doesn't transcend into the sport. Well, yeah, you can say that about anyone. So that'll tell you how hurt uh-huh. he was that I grabbed him before oh, he did in this league. And uh, that's, that's the best part. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, you know, that's now, why he gave say, the now, wait a minute. In all, fairness, in all fairness for the listeners, Alex Reyes, by all means. Weaver, okay. you can keep him off. I'll take Jared Weaver at this point. Okay, well, fortunately, we have a DL, and I am keeping Reyes. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Um, but, so, yeah, no, I curse Mr. Weaver, and what you going to do? It happens. But, anyway, uh, back to uh, 
we, we talk about. See, folks, we can go anywhere at any given time. Back to NBA and, and the super team, you were going to say? Well, I, I'd like to hear your take. Do you, do you agree with LeBron that it's not him that started the super teams, or do you disagree? Oh, no, he's an idiot. Well, I'm going to tell you something. As much as I hate LeBron James, he's right. He didn't start the super teams. My Los Angeles Lakers did in 96 when they had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, when they went out and purposely did everything they could to recruit and sign these guys. And then they found out Carl Malone from one offseason turned into fat and slow and couldn't do anything. <laughs> the glove, okay? It's true. And that same that offseason, the glove, the glove, Gary Payton, um, <laughs> was a bum. He was an absolute bum. Couldn't throw it in the ocean, standing on the beach. Um you know, and that completely backfired on us. Uh, but believe it or not, if you think about it, I mean, the Lakers were the first to basically start or try that. You could even say the Bulls did it when they went out and got Dennis Rodman. Well, so, yeah. Do I like LeBron? No. I don't think LeBron was smart enough to start a super team. <laughs> Let, let's be real. No, I think that was Wade. I think that was Dwayne Wade, to be honest with you. Exactly who it was. It wasn't LeBron. Heck, I'd say Chris Bosh was smarter than LeBron James. So, at this point, let's, let's be real. You know, the only thing now, you know, we can you know, line, the only thing certainty in life are death, taxes, and LeBron James hairline receding. That's really all there is to it at this point. You know, you yeah. want to talk about how he's, he, he, he came out talking about how he's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. The last time I checked, Michael Jordan went 6-0 and in the finals. What's your record, LeBron? Well, the thing is, I think, well, you know, and that's, listen, he, he's an idiot for responding to the press in general. Okay. Because it's really the press. It's it's true. Uh, It's only the press that puts that kind of stupid shit out there because quite truthfully, comparing LeBron James with Michael Jordan is the most ridiculous thing for a couple of reasons. And it has nothing to do with the talent level. Let's say, I'll tell you what, because Jordan does thing, did things that people have never seen before on the court, okay? LeBron, uh, a bigger guy playing uh, in that role. And, Magic uh, Johnson? Yeah, Magic Johnson. But I'm just saying in general, um, Michael Jordan had more talent around him. I mean, you take a look at the finals here. In LeBron's defense, he had a double-double every night. The last Mm -hmm. night almost pulling out a triple-double. He couldn't have done much more for the team. It wasn't his fault that they didn't have the rest of the pieces that they needed. And it certainly wasn't his fault that the first three quarters – Okay, Love wore his jersey, and then in the fourth quarter in every game in the finals, he pulled his Houdini act. Kevin Love, let me tell you something. If I was the Cleveland management, I would have told Mr. Love after that series, might as well grab all your shit now out of your locker. Because you'll never play for this franchise again. That was the worst case of disappearing when your team needed you. You are Kevin F- 
fucking love. You've got to be kidding me. You disappear every fourth quarter in the finals? It is the NBA finals, and you disappear? You should be an ostrich. Go bury your head in the sand somewhere. That is absolutely (laughs) disgusting. That was a disgusting display. Uh, Pardon me? I think he had his head buried somewhere else, personally, but fair enough. That was a, that's a disgusting display. Uh, I have I have, listen. You can see certain star players in any given sport stumble through playoffs, have a bad playoff, get questioned whether or not are they playoff kind of ready, and eventually that. Talent takes over. How many years we heard it about Manning? And, you know, you go through the mm-hmm, different right. sports about whether or not cool. they were, you know, good at uh, Jim Kelly for Buffalo. Was he uh, championship caliber and all that? You know, so right. you have your, you have those guys, but they still perform. Look at LeBron's getting questioned if he's good enough. Yeah, and he performed. Why isn't any of the heat on Kevin Love? That's what I don't Honestly, get. Honestly, I don't think LeBron did his shit. LeBron did what LeBron was supposed to do. Kevin Love. I don't think what anyone expected anything from Kevin Love. I don't think anyone out there that, that knows the game expects anything from Kevin Love. What has Kevin Love ever shown? Was he able to lead Minnesota to even a, a, a 10 or 15 games below 500 record? No. The guy is not a leader. The guy is a West Coast basketball player who's offensive, offensive player only, and if you punch him in the mouth, and Kelly Olenek knows this, if you punch him in the mouth, the guy curls up into the fetal position. The guy's a buster. He always So that's it. my point, though. But that's my point. It. He only has Kyrie. That's it. That's it. That's all he's got. Michael had a team. They made sure that they Michael only – had a listen, team. Michael had a team. He had a starting five and literally – maybe one other guy half the time, okay? That's what they did is they surrounded him with five great, four great guys and gave him one bench guy to give everybody a breather, okay, every once in a while. But, but no, he, seriously, they had bench players, and that was it. Here's the difference. Well, two differences. A, Michael Jordan was perennial all-NBA first-team defense. He played defense as well as everything he did on offense. But B right. – Jordan made his teammates better. Jordan made everyone around him that much better because when Jordan was off attempting to play baseball and Pete Myers was playing the two-guard position for the Bulls, they didn't do jack shit. But let me ask you they something. Weren't even, How do you – oh, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with a part of it. But my – no, Michael Jordan did help make players better, but he had – Decent players. Okay. In other words, let me ask you something. How is LeBron supposed to give the Tin Man a heart? How is Kevin Love supposed to get a heart? How is Tristan? How is uh, how is LeBron supposed to help Tristan Thompson be able to hit from more than three feet away? Tell me. Well, obviously, research. You're asking him to help with the impossible. Well, Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Let me answer. So. How far away did Bill Cartwright hit shots from? How far away did Luke Longley hit shots from? They were under the basket guys, too. 
They weren't anything different than Tristan Thompson. Bill Cartwright, the man with the ugliest shot form in the history of basketball, okay? They didn't. They weren't anything spectacular. Let's look in the back. I don't know. I think Bill Cartwright's a little bit better than Tristan Thompson. Ron Harper. Ron Harper was solid. Okay, Ron Harper was solid. B.J. Armstrong, Craig Hodges, Kerr, John Paxson, Kerr. I mean, he. You know, not not the greatest guys around. Kyrie Irving's better than all of them put together. I mean, Scotty Pippen's a top fifty all-time player. Okay, then you added Rodman. Now, Rodman and Horace Grant, those guys were players. They played defense. Those guys but my point is, is where are all these players? Feet. You see these names? That's right. Listen to the names you're talking about. Where are they on Cleveland? They're not there, man. They're just oh, not. I get it. No, no. I get Where's it. your Rodman? you're the greatest of all time, then you find a way to make these guys better. Well, he's not the GOAT, but he's in the discussion. Uh-oh. He's the We're being goat. invaded. We're being invaded, and I have a feeling uh, it has it has to do with something with this watch. Folks, as you know, or you may not know, we're brought to you by <laughs> FantasyJesterSports.com, your kingdom for fantasy sports and more, and Bog Talk Radio, and a bunch of other sponsors that we're going to get to at our commercial break. But before we go to commercial, let's call in, let's get him on the air from FantasyJesterSports.com. Our part-time writer, Busy J. Busy, what's going on, man? Had to be busy. What's up, buddy? Not much, fellas. Just calling in. I'm I'm enjoying the show so far. I just had to call in and chime in on Kevin Love. I feel like Jester, you're giving him a bad rap. I feel like, like JT said, he is what he is. I just think what happened with the Cavs, it was the role players. It's the Darren Williams. There's guys like Darren Williams who I can't stand because he crippled an organization in Brooklyn in my backyard where they have to watch Boston get the number one pick on Thursday because the GM at the time had so much faith in Darren Williams that he figured if he would have got him some help, it would have helped him get over the hump. So I think LeBron, the GM, had failed the Cavs, not really Kevin Love. But where was Kevin Love in the fourth quarter, though? You don't hold him responsible for showing up at all? He never no, had. Because, yeah, you really never had. You never had before. You know, it was all about the problem with the Cavs is that LeBron is the playmaker. He's play, He's the playmaker too much. It should be The ball should be more in Kyrie Irving's hands down the stretch. Yeah. A la why they got why they got the championship last year. You know, that was the problem. That's my only slight to LeBron. Like, you know, he gets a lot of – he gets he has no criticism in the finals because he was averaging a triple double, but some of his his play calling and shot selection was definitely questionable in the fourth game, especially game three, where that was the game they had to win. And him passing up to Corver instead of going to the hole, that's really what changed the series. And then, like I said, I'd like to see LeBron start playing some defense more than just occasionally. Occasionally, he makes a spectacular play on defense. I want to see 40, 40, 45 minutes a night of it like Michael gave. Busy, is is Jordan the greatest, or is it Kobe, or is it LeBron? If I had to rank them, it's Jordan one, 
LeBron two when it's all said and done. He's not there yet. He's like number three as of right now. He's past Kobe. He's past Duncan. He's past all his peers. But LeBron has to watch out because all of a sudden the narrative is changing a little bit where Durant has won now. He's probably going to get a couple more with his team. Steph Curry's only one ring behind him. I think LeBron's oh. been winning the rings are over. If you really think about championship now, wait a minute. Wise, I think. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to throw this out there, Busy, since you're on. Did Rihanna not have the best comment of all time? Uh, oh, was it Kevin Durant joining a 73-win <laughs> team to win his first title is like uh, somebody saying they lost their virginity to a hooker? I mean, you can't that get any awesome. more pinpoint than that. That was awesome when I heard that take. Oh, wow, that was just great. True, but great. It's absolutely <laughs> true. But, by the way, don't forget who's actually number two on that greatest of all time list. Can we get a little respect <laughs> to Mr. Akeem Olajuwon because that's oh, who that's should awesome. be number two. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say that. Kareem is still number two. I think LeBron's legacy is going to take a major hit with all these piling up finals losses. He's three and five in the finals. And we both can agree Golden State's going to win next year and possibly the year after. So that's more losses on LeBron's resume. Well, uh, where does Will Chamberlain fit in everybody's uh, list here? He's in my top five. I got him at six. I'll tell you what, hold on while we're here. Uh, hey, listen, this is what happens, folks. Uh, all right. <laughs> JT, give me your top five, and then we'll ask Busy J. Oh, one is MJ. I don't see how Jordan can't be. Two, I have Akeem Olajuwon. Three, I have Will Chamberlain. Four, I have Magic Johnson. Five, I've got Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, I see number one, number one. I got Jordan number one, Kareem number two, Magic number three, Bird number four, and I'm gonna have to go LeBron five. That's where I would say book six. And I think with LeBron, LeBron's resume and legacy, starting at high school, the amount of attention he got, no one saw this coming. So I'm gonna have to put LeBron in my top five. It's interesting because I guess my first two are based on things I've never seen before. So I'm going to, I'd go Jordan one magic magic folks. I'm sorry. What couldn't magic do? Play defense. Plus he's got the championship. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm, you're talking about a diehard Laker fan. My whole life, he, and I watched Magic from day one. Couldn't play defense. Hmm. Hmm. He was showtime, yeah. and, and I love him to death. He's one of my favorite all-time players, but he never played defense. He just always seemed like he wins too. I mean, just <laughs> there was nothing that couldn't he's go on on that court. I mean, yeah, yeah he was a but winner. He was able. Great team. Uh, I had Jordan, Magic, Will, Akeem, and then I had uh, Larry Bird fifth. Oh, famous. So, well, well, I had yeah. The first and I had first and fifth the same as you, and then mixed up in there. Well, busy. Uh, one I, last I, thing I, for you to think about, busy. One last yeah. thing for you to think about, busy. Before LeBron, I'll give LeBron seven. I got to give Bill Russell number six. Mm. Whoa, 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 whoa 
where did where did okay? I'm sorry. I'd be, go ahead, busy. Go ahead and answer that, and then I've got a question, and then we'll get off basketball. I can't, go ahead. I even think about see with Bill Russell. I put him. I put Bill Russell kind of like the in his own category. I feel like you know, yeah, he's a top ten all timer, but he's really the goat at eleven rings. I just put him in a separate category. <laughs> That's fair enough. I give you that. I can't can't argue. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, where where did um, where did Tim Duncan and all of these guys go? I think Tim's in that top ten still with David Robinson, Tim Duncan, those kind of guys. But I mean, we're talking about guys that you know, Tim Duncan, a great fundamental player on both yeah. sides of the ball. Um, you know, you can't argue with him. But is he? Was he? It seems like he was a guy that played. He should have been playing in the seventies and eighties. You know, he didn't didn't flap yep. his gums, went out and handled business. It wasn't beat my chest, me first, like a lot of the players that he played with. So I think a lot of people forget about him because he wasn't always trying to get in your face and tell you how great he was. Top ten player, not a top ten person, and certainly not a top ten uh, office person, is, uh, for me, <laughs> yeah, is Isaiah Thomas. Oh, oh. Yeah. keep him or else away from the water cooler. Yeah, but as a player, there was nothing that he couldn't do. And he no. did play defense. So I mean, he he was yes, he, did. he he really he really was the premier field general. Literally yeah. Yeah. on, on let's, the court. Well, he really real. was. If you played for the Detroit Pistons in the 1980s. You you had to play defense. Yeah. Chuck Daly wouldn't yeah. have otherwise. There was there was no other way. Folks, as we continue to switch through gears and the sports and everything, and uh, Cole is uh, busy. You got time to stay, or are you running? No, I got I got a little I got a little bit of time left, but I got to run out of here in about ten minutes. Okay, cool. Let me just uh, go through, pay a couple of bills, get a couple of uh, people out of the way, and uh, then we'll go. We're going to talk NHL. All right, we'll move it on to the next one, folks. As we've said. Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com, your kingdom for fantasy sports and more. It's the end more part. I'm telling you, it's not just the fantasy sports. It's the end more. And the end more that comes with it, okay, is the podcasts and everything else. We'll get into that. First, our sponsors. Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, the best damn, listen, I'm not even going to make a big deal about this. I'm simply going to say it this way. If you're in the Florida area or you come to Florida, there is only one place if you're going to dive or if you want to snorkel. They have a wide range of different dives and snorkels that you can go do. Reef wreck, plane or boat wrecks, all kinds of reefs, Blue Heron Bridge, one of the best macro dives uh, voted, not by me. This is by people that dive, okay? And, of course, their baited shark dives. That's right. Shark dives, no cage. They show you, wow, guess what? It's not all shark week, folks. Actually, they are a very interesting creature. And uh, with Ryan and the gang, you get to learn a whole bunch more and actually why they are in trouble and what that could mean for us um, is really educational. 
one of, like I said, for many reasons, one of the best dive shops that you can go to. They give you that down home feel, but you talk to them and their wide range of knowledge just makes you feel safe on your dives. Great people. Go have fun. Deep Obsession Charters. Breadfromyourbed.com. Bread from your bed. What can I say about those crazy bastards? Uh, no, honestly, folks, and uh, as you can tell, this is the live commercial for them. That's right. Uh, bread from your bed, guys. Uh, they are fantastic. Joey and the gang over there will help you. Listen, everybody needs a couple extra dollars. Don't give me the BS that you don't need a couple extra dollars. Go to Joey and the guys. Listen, they will show you either one of two things, either A, how to supplement your income now or change completely what you're doing. Maybe you have a great business idea, but you really don't know how to get it started. Joey and the guys, breadfromyourbed.com has a bunch of ways to show you how to make money. They'll help get you $20. All you have to do is click on there. There's a place shows you how to get $20 filling something out real quick. Takes you 10 minutes. Where else are you getting a free $20? What else are they giving away free right now? Right now, if you mention, if you mention the Fantasy Jester show, they will set you up. They have a plan where they set you up with a free five-page website. Bread from your bed. Dot com. Tell them the Jester sent you. Folks, you're listening to Jester's Bingo, and it's also brought to you, you know, we also brought by some of the local guys. We've got the Land Metal Craft. If you're in Volusia County, go. If you need something built, custom metal built, go see them. Nationally, we're brought to you by 84 Lumber. You need, again, anything built at that point. From house to garage to any kind of home project, 84 Lumber, happy to have them along with us. Folks, we'll continue on. Jester's bingo. Don't forget. Do not forget one thing. You can listen to the archive shows. Now, we have a bunch of shows, including this man right here. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. Jim has been on before. Jim's coming on in the next uh, – we're going to try and get him on for next week. If not, it's going to be the following week. Uh, again, great guy, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, and tells some of the great baseball stories. Now, if you want to hear some good baseball stories, find out about some of the players now. Listen in. We've got Jim coming on in two weeks. Or you can go to iTunes, listen to some of the archived shows that we have there, including Jim Rosenhouse talking about some crazy happening with Tito Francona. Don't want to miss that. Go check that out, folks. Again, on iTunes, Fantasy Justice Show. As we continue on, we're going to go ahead. We're going to bring JT. We're going to bring Busy Jay. Surprise call. Great to have him on. Was not expecting. Again, you know, sometimes we have the planned guests and we'll let you know who we're going to have. Sometimes we have the unplanned guests. Busy Jay listening in, called in. Great to have him on. Busy, welcome back. JT, welcome back on. As we go ahead now, we move towards the NHL. 
you know, congrats, first of all, JT, congrats to you and your team, Pittsburgh. Uh, yes, thank you. Are we talking dynasty Excited now? Dynasty. Ooh, good. That's dynasty? Man, it's yeah, a tough sport. Tough sport to be a dynasty in in hockey, man. Uh, but I can hope. Uh, if maybe we see a little bit more of Murray next year, like you mentioned. Be interesting. Uh, you know, busy. <laughs> I, I know you uh, follow the hockey. Have you? Let me ask you something. Okay. Have you ever seen an expansion team in any sport? get coddled the way this new Golden Knights team is going to be coddled. You know, folks, for those of you that don't know, before Busy J answers, uh, they have the expansion draft this coming Tuesday, June 21st. The list is going to be revealed. All the players, uh, the teams had to hand in the players that they were going to leave unprotected today, 5 o'clock. Now, besides having that busy, Here's one thing that a bunch of people out there are not privy to that they're doing. I've never seen a, a, a franchise get this advantage. They are going to allow the Golden Knights to have 24 hours of free agency before the rest of the NHL teams have free agency. They're going to have a full oh, wow. 24 hours to sign any free agent that they want before any other NHL team besides this expansion draft. Have you ever seen this before? No, never. But that goes to show you that the NHL has a high value or they want that team to do well in Vegas. Wow. I I mean, that is just – I have not seen it in any sport where they literally hand the, some of the best players – listen, they're going to have a list, and I'm going to go over my list of some of the players that I believe are going to end up on this team without the uh, free agents yet. And, and some of the free agents that are out there right now are, are, are some really talented players – this team literally, this team literally, could probably challenge for a playoff spot out of the gate. I've never seen anything oh, wow. like it. JT, I mean, have you ever seen a team be given twenty-four hours of free agency before the rest of the league in any sport? Well, I'm sure the Patriots probably get that each year, uh, as friendly as they are with Roger Goodell, but. Um, other than the Patriots, no. I mean, this, this is this is the Boston treatment right here. Right, let, let's be real, though. I mean, just because they have 24 hours of free agents, you look at this year's crop of free agents, a lot of these guys are on their second big deal, uh, you know, or, or second big opportunity to contract. I kind of wonder if some of these guys might not take the uh, less money to go to a little bit more of a contending team than just say take that money and go sit on an expansion team at this point. So, I agree with what you're saying, and it's Gary Bettman at his finest. We don't want this team to struggle right away. We want to keep attendance up, so let's make them relevant yep. right out of the gate. Let's not let them build any chemistry. Let's not let them earn anything. Let's just give it to them. We're going to give them the New England Patriot Tom Brady treatment, and we're going to hand everything to them. Yeah, well, most of the free agents are guys – in their late 30s, there's a couple of young guys that are on the market that 
uh, are available and probably will not go. But there's still that, you know, they could still end up with, say, a guy like T.J. Oshie, who's 30 years old, mm-hmm. still has some tread on him. Okay, and, right. and he's not he's not a huge cap hit. You can get him for under five mil a year. You know, I think um, the guy they should look at. Not obviously yeah. in free agency, but you know, unprotected. But I like Enstrom's a guy that I think Vegas goes after uh, if he be, if he has become available. Well, it's going to be like I said, the just from the goaltender and George McPhee, their their GM is going to have a field day. This is what I'm saying, though. Look at the goaltenders, and here's just a couple of them, and any combination could go. Andy Ranta, Philip Grubauer, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Malcolm Subban are some of the names that are being tossed around that they're going to end up with. Now, me personally... Fleury goes just from his pedigree. Uh, I, me personally, yeah. If I'm taking this team... And I'm George McPhee. I'm going Flurry and Ranta. I'm going this way. Subban hasn't really proven himself yet at the NHL level. He hasn't been up. So uh, I'm going with Ranta, who has shown that he has number one qualities. And I'm going to go with the, uh, the guy who's been there, who's done that, who has the experience That'll be able to now, calm down. What I, what I would do is set up with a very young defense. And this way that young goaltender can go ahead and work with that young defense as well on how to move the puck, how to work in the back end of thought. the zone and all that. Well, one thought on that. I can tell you right now that the mental midget, Mr. Flurry, doesn't do well when there's a goaltender behind him that is of similar caliber or similar talent. I think he needs a guy that he doesn't see as a threat because the guy doesn't have the gray matter to handle any kind of competition right behind him. That's where I'm going to go with a guy that's in Subban who's got the potential but hasn't shown as much because I don't think Flurry's going to see him as a threat and will concentrate more on what he's doing. The guy's proven it year in and year out. He doesn't handle competition well. Interesting. Interesting. That's a good point. Well, so, but I'm thinking on defense now. I mean, you look at their five of the six defensemen. Listen to five of the six. These are the five that I would take. Jonas Brodeen. I grab Schmidt from the Capitals. Nate Schmidt from the Capitals. He won't Sammy Batten. Then for my size, for my guys that are going to throw it around, I got Luke Shen. From the uh, hmm. Flyers. And then, wait a minute, Ben Lovejoy from the Devils. Some experience, some beef back there on the back end. On Schmidt, I think you see one of those backdoor uh, deals where they say, hey, we'll throw you some, uh, we'll throw yeah. you some, uh, you know, a little help. You don't touch this guy. We'll throw you uh-huh. something there. I'll throw you a couple bones afterwards. I have a feeling he's not going anywhere. I have, uh, from everything that I've heard, is that there's going to be some kind of deal made that, yeah, he's hands off. And that's fine. They'll still be able to go ahead. Uh, That that leaves them still with four right there. And the unrestricted free agents of guys like Cody Franz and uh, uh, Mark Street, you know, guys that you could put back there, Brian Campbell, 
uh, you know, even sign maybe a younger guy like a Kulikov or something, Dmitry Kulikov, uh, <laughs> you know, get a young guy, offensive defenseman, then instead of Schmidt, still in there. But my point is, okay, so now you're set in goal, in my eyes. You can be set on defense. And, and, and I again, without really d- diving deep into the free agent market, maybe one free agent defenseman there because the rest that you can pick up uh, on this expansion is good. And then here you talk about wanting a top six, you know, top six is important folks. You know, if your team only has one line, you're not going far in the playoffs. If you make the playoffs, all the top elite teams have the top six. They could pull out a top six that says Thomas Peklanik from Montreal, James Neal, Michael Grabner, Cody Aiken, and Vladislav Nemesnikov. That is a top six. That's That's a five of the top six that they can have. Without, okay, and then maybe go out and get yourself a Drew Stafford as unrestricted free agent. He's 31, but a speedster. Can put the puck in the net. I'll tell you the guy. I'll tell you the guy. If I'm the, if I'm the Knights, the guy I'm looking at is uh, Brendan Gaunt from the Canucks. So he's like a 2012 first-round pick. I know he struggled when he came up, but you look at him last, you know, last year, 38 points in 46 games in the AHL, a guy that has shown some ability, you know, someone like that, I'd like to see him add that young piece that uh, still has some, some upside to go with some of that, those older free agents that you talk about. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, but all right, so fine. You go out and go get a, a, a TJ Yoshi. There's nice, somebody yeah. that still has, yeah, there's somebody that still has tread that you can put out there. And Oshi, remember one thing, you're talking about a league that has shootouts. I just had this, I had a conversation this morning with uh, Mr. Happy Pants. Mr. Happy Pants is a devil fan. Um, True story. Uh, Yeah, true story. Mr. Happy Pants is a huge devil fan that listens from New Jersey. And um, he, uh, we were having this discussion today. And uh, my, my point is, you play in a league where you know there's a good chance there's going to be a shootout. Have a specialist. TJ Oshie fills that need for this team. Yes, he does. Okay. Now, the Devils, man, how I got on the topic with Mr. Happy Pants was that um, the Devils should really keep. I know they're going to get rid of him, but they really should keep Kovalchuk and the rights to him. And here's why. He's 35, I understand, has limited tread, but it's the tread that he has that he can help a team like the Devils. You're not talking about a guy that you want to put on the first line. You're talking about a guy, let's put him on the second line. This way, you cut back some of his minutes there. But his two things, that his specialty is where you want him out. On the point for the power play with his cannon, and then also his direction because he can move with the puck and drop down low and snap off that wrister he's got. And for the shootouts, because he was phenomenal, unbelievably fast hands. Now, 
I don't know. How do you, let me ask JT and then I'll ask Busy J. How do you guys feel about Kovalchuk? Does he still have, I mean, you're talking about, about a guy who was fourth in the KHL in scoring last year. Uh, how, how do you feel about Kobe? Would you have him on your like, Pittsburgh team? I personally would not. Um, obviously, age doesn't mean anything when you got guys like former Penguin Yarmir Yager at 75 still putting up 20 plus <laughs> goals. Um, but it, but when you look at it, to me, he's a guy that it's about him. It's always about him. Uh, I think that's the kind of guy you get rid of. He, to me, he's not a team guy. I don't care how talented he is. I'm going to bring up a name. I'm not comparing the talent. I'm comparing the player's uh, mental state. He's another Eric Lindros. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. I'm just not a fan of do I deny his talent? No, but I wouldn't want him in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Busy, how do you feel about uh, him joining the Rangers? I would have no problem with it. We need scoring. I think, yeah, he's all about him, but I think in the right certain sense, he will produce for the right team. And I think the Rangers, or even, let's say, Tampa, if Tampa was, Ooh. you know, they would, use his, they would use his services in a heartbeat. So I think it's all about mm-hmm. the right circumstance for him. Good point. I don't even want to talk about Tampa right now. Folks, you know, I, I follow the Devils because I'm from Jersey. And then my team down here that I follow is, is the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, I, right now I'm trying to just wrap it around my head that we got rid of Druin. Sorry, I needed to get that out. It's been building for a while now. But uh, I need no, to I can't... you letting Flurry go. We just, we really just traded Druin, really? Yeah, now more than ever we could use Kobe, you son of a... And there's, I just don't understand it. Oh, my Lord, I'm going to lose my shit here on the air. You know, Busy, one of these nights, Busy, Busy, one of these nights, we're going to get you on here to... to, I I like your article on the Jets. You're going to have to get on here and talk with us about it one of these nights, man. Uh, What the hell is going on in uh, the Meadowlands? Yeah, it's a mess, but uh, well, hopefully we'll be talking about the, the Jets come April 2018 with the first pick in the first round <laughs> of the 2018 NFL draft, because if it's not, if it's not top two pick, they're, they're in trouble. You do I realize do the tanking. You, I do enjoy the tanking. You do realize, though, this isn't the NBA, man. You're, you're, they're, they're lucky there's no draft lottery. They may get screwed out of the first pick anyway. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a worse team. Can anybody really think of a worse team? Maybe the Rams. Will the Rams be as bad oh, as the, the Jets? The, no, I think the Rams the are better. The 0-16 Lions, than the maybe? Who? JT? Oh, I said that. They were, that team, talent-wise, is worse yeah. than the 0 and 16 Lions as far as talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you look back on the Lions when 0 and 16, that team was far talent. more talented than what we're looking at this year in New York. Okay. Uh, what are the betting odds? Even money that they are the worst team this year when it's all said and done? JT? Oh, yeah. Historically bad. Yeah. Busy J? Oh, yeah, I'm not the greatest team in the league. Really, even money. I think so. I think so. Like we're gonna look at stats, like what like JT said about the that Detroit team that went 0 16. But we're gonna realize they have far better stat numbers than what the Jets are gonna produce next season. 
chances from one to ten, Busy J, that Hackenberg surprises people on a scale of one to ten. Ten, he just goes completely ape shit and ends up Pro Bowl. <laughs> I would say one, <laughs> and he knows he's just he's just auditioning for another team. Okay, so you don't have any faith in the idea that he may grow as a quarterback this year? None. Zero. JT, scale 1 to 10. And yes, 1 to 10. I'm going to go, since you mentioned that Super Bowl part, and I was going to say 10 because I don't expect shit from him to begin with. So, but (laughs) since I have... Since I have to, I have to kind of qualify that. I'm going to go with a three. When his leading receiver Quincy and his number one is probably capable of 45, 50 balls with the top corner covering him at best this season. I think it's going to be an awful long dry spell for the uh, J E T E S, right, Trent Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just end the season. J E T S. Hey, Fireman Ed has to be beside himself right now. That's all I know. Fireman Ed, I can't stand that. He's gonna prick. be wearing. Hey, he's gonna be wearing blue this year, blue and red. Watch, even he won't support the Jets this season. Screw, screw <laughs> Ed. I can't stand Ed. Ed, you little self-absorbed prick. He goes ahead, makes his own little press release. I'm uh, probably not going to be going to the games anymore. And nobody really gives a <laughs> shit, Ed. Shut up. Yeah, I hate to tell you something, Ed. You know what? To the 70,000 fans in the stadium, I bet you everybody still shows up anyway. He put out a press yeah. release when he stopped going to the games, okay? Like, he's one of the fucking players. Shut up, Ed. And you got to admit, though, he came off. up with what, when they actually, when ESPN was dumb enough to actually put a microphone in front of this guy and he wanted to complain about the referee, Ed Hachuli, one of the, I always thought it was Ed Hockley. Who the hell is Ed Hachuli? Uh, <laughs> what an absolute moron. But anyway, I digress. Well, you know, it was from Ed Hachuli where they got the uh, actual name for patchouli oil. Um, uh, what happened was it, was it was a misspelling on the original bottle, and uh, it should have been Hachuli oil, not Pachuli. It's a little-known fact here. I think, here fireman, I think fireman Ed's going to be watching a lot of uh, UFC football this coming season, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, LFL, Laundry Football League, baby. That's where, oh, that's where he's going to be. No, the only football being played in that stadium, folks, is <laughs> – Big blue. You know, somebody told me today, wouldn't it be great? And doesn't it seem like we could could possibly? And it is. There is a good chance. Brady Manning three. Is anybody? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. There's a chance. Busy J, don't tell me that there isn't. I want to say there's 45% chance it could happen. It all depends on how well the numbers I think Eli is going to throw this year. And I know the defense you guys is solid, are, but it's really going to be an offense. If you guys are sitting there playing Madden 18, by all means, then there's 45% chance of that happening. Otherwise, let's understand, there's other teams in the NFL to cover other than the damn New York Giants. 
Oh. No, wait a minute now. Okay, so you don't think that the Giants or the Patriots, because I'm no. mentioning two teams here, it's not just the Giants, <laughs> okay, I, it is a realistic pick that you could – let me ask you something. Oh, so you're saying that the Giants and New England aren't at the very least playoff teams? You don't know who's a playoff team in the NFL. I'm asking you right now. Well, I'm asking you right now. Are the Giants a playoff team? Could they get in the playoffs? Could they get in the playoffs? Of course. There's four teams in that division. They could win the NFC least. All four teams are pretty much equal caliber as far as I see. So, that's anyone's division at this point. Will they probably have two teams in the playoffs? Most likely. Do I think right this moment, if you put a gun to my head and ask me, who's the Wait a minute. If it's the NFC least, how are we getting two teams in the playoffs then? That must mean that our second-best team is better than a lot of other teams out there. How do the Patriots get there everywhere, man? It's East Coast bias. Well, because you know know how how the Patriots get there? They play in a division with Buffalo, the Jets, and Miami. Don't make me go Stephen A. Smith on you, okay? I don't have to Buffalo do that, Jets in Miami. That's the New England competition. Buffalo Jets in Miami. Are you fucking kidding me? Buffalo is well, competition. You know. The Jets are competition. And up until last year, Miami's been competition. Miami, New England's had nobody in that division. Yeah. Nobody threatens right, them. Right. Wow. Until now, Miami now. Now, now. Getting, now Miami now might. Now who's getting defensive? Now who's getting butthurt? I never mentioned the <laughs> no, AFC. Oh, hey, okay. listen, I'm fine. I'm asking you, isn't New England and the Giants two playoff teams? You're going to tell me I, the Giants are If I had team? to put money right down, no. I am not picking the Giants for the Super Bowl. They may sneak into the playoffs, but I'm not picking them for the Super Bowl. No into way. the playoffs, you friggin' hater. You, you. got to have a running game. You don't have Peter one of those. Aid. You can Paul Perkins hate all you want to, but until what if this I guy shows you? me something. What if I Goldman you to death? Again, what if I give you a name that people aren't talking about? Something. Okay. Show me something before. Show me something. You know who I've got to show you something? I've got Eli Here, Manning, got who you. just went out and got two, not one, but two red zone targets. That doesn't mean shit when Eli's laying on his back. Shit. shit. And look at this. I got You're two words down. to end this whole discussion. You ready? You ready? Two words. Ben McAdoo. You ain't going anywhere with that moron as your head coach. And if anyone wants but to you know what this that is, this bugaboo. Please. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Archived episodes on FantasyJester.com and iTunes, and listen to the Jester himself absolutely lambaste this idiot head coach named of Ben. Of course, agreed. They are, it, literally, he is the bugaboo in this whole thing. You are if 100% you had Tom correct. Still, if you had Tom Coughlin still, that's a different story. Tom Coughlin's proven it. Tom Coughlin, show me something. He's not an idiot. That guy's an idiot. That is, yeah. That is the bugaboo for the Giants. Honestly, I'll agree with you 100% on that. What's the bugaboo That's do you think for New England back. getting there? Let me, okay. Now, That's conversely, on the other side of the ball, what do you think is the bugaboo for New England getting there? Why won't New England be in the Super Bowl? Because. Unfortunately, can I wish for Tom Brady to get his knee rolled up again? 
So oh, uh, no. New England won't get there because of the Madden curse. Is that your hopes for New England not being? It worked there? on Gronkowski. It worked on Gronkowski last year, so I'm praying to God it works on Brady. <laughs> because let's be real. Let's be real. There's one team in the AFC right now, maybe two, that I think could hang with them, and neither one of them have proven anything. And they're two AFC West teams in Oakland and Kansas City. Those are the two best chances in my mind in the AFC to knock those guys out. Busy, you feel the same way? Yeah, but I'll probably add I'll probably add Pittsburgh into that contendership. That's it. The AFC is real thin. Ben's the health Giants, scares me, Busy. The Giants now, I think, are the the fourth best team in the NFC. So I do think they could have a strong chance to make the Super Bowl if everything stands past right now. You have them winning the East? I have them winning the East. I think the Cowboys, that first place schedule is going to hurt them, and those games they play out mm-hmm. West is definitely going to be brutal this year. Okay, I agree. I think Washington and Philly, though, will have, as much as I hate saying Philly, I can only imagine how much Jester loves that, but I think both of those teams have something to say. Wentz is the real deal. Uh, they went out and got him some weapons. If their defense can uh, continue to improve, I like their head coach. And let's be real, I think Pryor and Doxon are an upgrade to Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon for Kirk Cousins in D.C., so I think both of those teams have something to say. I've got to be honest with you. I think Washington has something to say in general. And if Carson Wentz can find chemistry with his new receiving core, it could get interesting because they've got a running game now. Mm -hmm. They definitely have a running game. Uh, The Eagle defense isn't bad. Their question mark is on the corners. Right, agreed. So, and that's not a great division to have that problem. No. Yeah, true. No, it's not. So, um, I still see uh, the Eagles as the last place team in that division. Close, coming. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; they're coming. Still, maybe another year away from challenging for for a top spot there, for a wild card spot, maybe. Um, but, no, I think Washington's going to be the team that surprises Dallas. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, unless unless somebody shows me uh, massive injuries on the Giants' line, it'll be good enough for what, we, what we're going to need. Uh, I like it. So, I, I, just, I think that we've added too many weapons for Eli at this point to really worry about it. Perkins in the one game – hold on one sec – Perkins in the one game where they let him actually have 20 carries, he did gain 100 yards. So we don't know what Perkins is going to bring. We don't know what a Goldman's going to bring, a downhill runner, but a highly successful runner at the goal line, very hard to stop on the first attempt. Uh, it's going to be interesting for the Giants. I, I, like I said, I the chances – I, I think 45% was a fair number of the chances of a Giants-Patriots uh, Super Bowl. I don't. I don't, I don't think. think I don't think ages. your talent is the problem, Jester. I don't think it's your talent in the backfield. No, it's I think the it's your commitment from your head coach. Your commitment from your head coach to stick with that running game is the problem. Well, uh, hopefully, if things get out of control, okay, Spagnolo will just beat the shit out of him and do us a favor <laughs> and uh, bury him in the old Giant Stadium right next to Hoffa. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> 
Busy Jay, thanks so much. Aren't you glad you joined? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight, Busy. Uh, folks, you can catch Busy Jay over on Twitter, B-I-Z-Z-Y-J. And uh, over on FantasyJesterSports.com. He helps us out, writes a couple articles for us every now and then. We've had a great week this week over on FantasyJesterSports.com. Some really good articles. As we continue to try and bring you a little bit of everything. Uh, JT, I'll tell you, thanks so much, man. Another great show. We will see you today on FXE. I'll be there. Thanks for the warning. Anyway, folks, you've been listening to Jester's Bingo. Bingo. Brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Folks, we've got a lot of big announcements coming. We've got Jim Rosenhouse coming on the show. Can't wait for that. Like I said, that'll either be next week or the week after. We've got, <laughs> don't forget, we still have Ken Sherrock coming. Okay. We're going to be, uh, we're reaching out and we're looking at having the current, he just got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, Cash Case, great name, Cash Case. He was drafted fourth round uh, shortstop, looking to have him on the show, want to talk to him about what it's like to go through the draft process in Major League Baseball. He was just drafted 2017 uh, 107, I believe, overall. We're going to be talking to him. Again, a bunch of great guests. we got Shamrock. We've got Rosenhouse. we got Cash Case. And a couple others we'll be announcing over the next day or two as well. Folks, so much going on. Thank you so much for joining us. Wednesday night, FXE Live. Catch us there. Just the show next week. I'm the Jester. I'm out.